Thank you for connecting to this podcast from Faith Renewed Outreach Center. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. So, so good to see you. We have some of the greatest dads in all the universe at Faith Renewed. I believe that. I truly believe that with all my heart. We have some of the greatest fathers, some great, incredible spiritual fathers who uh, who have stepped in and, and, and been men of God in people's lives. And I just thank you for you guys for being who you are, and we love you. None of us are perfect, but we're moving towards just all that God has for us. They did give out an award for the best dad ever, and I won that. I'm um, sorry, guys. I have to have a T-shirt <laughs> to prove that. So... Uh, I'm just thankful they didn't give me a tie. That's all I got to say, baby. I'm thankful I didn't get a tie. I wouldn't been near as comfortable this morning. So, uh, but uh, I'm glad that you're here. If it's your first time with us, we just want to welcome you. Let you know we're glad you're here as well. So, faith your new family as a whole. Let our first time guests know you love them. <clears throat> Amen. And if you have a Bible, whether it's your first time, whether you're here every week, grab it real quick if you would, and uh, turn to Joshua chapter seven. We're going to jump straight into Scripture today. I know this is a big day, a lot going on. Try to get you out of here. And uh, Joshua chapter 7, and um, if you don't have a Bible, swing by Connect after service. We give those out free of charge. We just believe every person needs a Bible. Also, the verses today will be on the screen as well. And we're in a series right now called The Greatest Stories Ever Told. And Joshua chapter 7 is where we're going to pick up today. I'm only going to read one verse now as our text, and then uh, we want to unpack this chapter uh, kind of as a whole today and talk about that. But Joshua chapter 7 is where we're at today. And again, just so good to have you. Glad you're here. But Joshua chapter 7, if you've got to say amen, that's enough for us to proceed. Verse 1 says this, But the children of Israel committed a trespass regarding the accursed thing. That means there's something happened prior to, and we'll, we'll, we're going to tag on to what happened last week. But the children of Israel committed a trespass regarding the accursed things for Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed things, so the anger of the Lord burned against the children of Israel. The anger of the Lord burned against the children of Israel. Interesting message today, and I hope you'll hang in there to the end. Father, we just thank you today for your word, give you praise for it, give you honor and glory for it, and we thank you that you are a good father who loves us. Lord, and we're just so thankful today, God, that you've called us, Lord, to be your representative, and we want to represent you well. And Lord, we just pray your blessings upon our time, upon this message, upon each father, especially today on their special day. God, just give them just a great time, and just uh, once again, let them know they're loved. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. We're journeying through the Old Testament in this series called The Greatest Stories Ever Told, and, and last week, we looked at the story of Jericho, the walls of Jericho. Somebody uh, texted me and said, I've never seen you so passionate as you was last week, and uh, I just love that message. I love the story. I love what's behind it, and I gave you... Three things last week in the story of Jericho, and it's online if you were not able to be here, all of our messages are there. Go listen to God's Word as much as you can. Get that in you to build your faith. And I gave you three things. I'm just going to hit those real quick, just for maybe if you wasn't here, a quick reminder, because I like this story, and I believe it goes importantly with what happens in today's story. But I told you three things last week. Number one is this. I, I told you that God gives great gifts. Amen. Ain't that awesome? That God gives great gifts 
gifts. He's just a good daddy. He loves us. He's a good father. We saw last week that I shared with you that word inheritance begins to be seen in the book of Joshua. We see it like 60 times as you go through, and you see a promised land that the people of God could step into and inherit, and God gave that to them. And we saw that they accessed that inheritance by just walking out God's plan, just stepping in through obedience to what he has. And so we learned the second thing last week, that our praise is powerful. Few of y'all got that, thank you. Our praise is powerful. Praise, man, as the people of God, he told them not to get caught up in talk, not to get to open that mouth and begin to talk negative or say anything outside of just worship and praise. And so they praise God and they've seen the walls fall. But we learn that third thing is that those walls fell by faith. Walls fall by by faith. I love this story of Jericho. It is so awesome because they did this. They praised God before the walls fell. Amen. Always remember that. They praised God before the walls fell. Don't wait on your promise to praise God. I promise you, if you'll do this, if you'll step into a place of praise, you'll inherit a promise. And so they learned that, that faith is important. Hebrews 11 said it was by faith that the walls fell. And I love this story. And so today, I want to just step into the very next story. And so, because I, I believe this, I can't teach you about Jericho and not teach you about what we find in today's story as we talk about the sin of a guy named Achan. Now, I'm just going to let you know, it may be, seem like it's more important to preach Jericho than it is Achan, but I can't do this. I can't preach one of these without the other because both are in the Bible. Both of them are in the Bible. And I would encourage you to do this. Be very careful of even a place, and I've seen this, who preaches majority uh, just Jericho messages. And that's what they focus on. They don't preach Achan. They don't preach sin. They don't preach issues like that. They preach Jericho. And I'm just going to be honest with you. Jericho preaches better. Have my trumpet out last week, blowing the shofar. That preaches better. But we see this. We see this next story about a man named Achan and a thing called sin. And also be very careful of this. Be very careful of a place that only preaches Achan. You'll leave Achan all the time, and you'll leave miserable and frustrated and, and if you don't understand this. But this is what I see in this story. We see Jericho and Achan, and, and it's very important to understand that the stories are back to back. So I don't know how we've missed this. I don't know how we can preach one without the other because the stories go hand in hand. You see Jericho, then you see it immediately step into that very first word, but. So it'd be, it'd be a, I think, a disservice to you as your pastor preach you Jericho and not preach Achan today. And so as we look at today the story, I believe this is one that can't be overlooked. So I'm going to give you today four things today about sin, and we're going to jump straight in. And if you want to jot these down, you can. Four things today about sin. Number one is this. Sin doesn't just affect you. Sin doesn't just affect you. We found out in Joshua chapter 6, verse 18, in the previous chapter, he said this, And you by all means abstain from the accursed things, lest you become accursed. When you take, to the, take of the accursed things and make the camp of Israel a curse, 
and trouble it. God spoke to them and told them, he said, you're going to give this big shout after marching around those walls, praising God, and you're going to see them come in, and I want you to go in and destroy everything except that house of Rahab. I want you to destroy it all. I want you to understand everything comes to me. It is all surrendered to me. But we see this in this story. He says not to touch anything else. This is rare that I feel God speak to me like he spoke to me about this message. But as I was in study for this message, I felt the Holy Spirit. I felt God speak to me. And again, I believe it was him. And I believe that he, re- he just kind of just whispered in my ear, this is one of the most important messages you've preached in a long time. I'm going to be honest, I struggled with that. Matter of fact, I was like, I don't know, God, you really say that because every one of your messages are important. He said, I didn't say that it wasn't all important. It's the one most important you preached in a while. And a matter of fact, I did this. I turned everything off that was on in the room. I just sat silent. I was like, God, I don't want to get up there and, and take this lightly if you're saying this. And I want you to understand this is a big deal for me even to get up to make a comment like that. And I kind of struggled with it for a few moments, even if I should. I feel like God was saying this because as I read Scripture, God is very serious about sin. I'm finding out that he's more serious about sin than I am. And some of y'all know me, and y'all know I've been in this thing a while, and, and sometimes, man, I can get very serious about this issue, and I believe in holiness. I believe in walking the path of God. And, and again, it's only Christ who can do this through us, but I believe I'm getting very serious about this issue sometime, and I'm like, man, this is a big deal. And I read the Scriptures and read about what, the seriousness of sin. I'm like, man, I'm not even close I'm not even close in my seriousness of how I view sin as God is about this subject. And we see things in Scripture about this, and we think somehow we can look at stuff in the Old Testament, and then we see things in the New Testament, and we think that God has changed his mind about how sin affects us. And listen, God hasn't changed his mind. He's never changed his mind about this subject. And this is something very serious. And he said that they would enter into a covenant. If you've been journeying us with on this, this uh, series, you learned that we have stepped into a place of covenant. And God's very serious about the covenant. The covenant is not and should never be one-sided. That's one of the biggest struggles I see in marriages sometimes, that that covenant marriage that somebody enters into, somebody thinks it's one-sided. Let me help you understand something, husband and wife. Both of you entered into a covenant. And if both of you entered into a covenant, the covenant is when you do this, you surrender your rights, and you step in and you assume a responsibility for the one you entered into a covenant with. And so you do this, you're now decided that you're going to lay down your life and live it for the one you entered into a covenant with. That's a covenant. And so if you've yet to, even as a spouse today, entered into that place to where you've made them more important than you, you're not yet understanding what you've entered into. You stepped into a covenant. God did this for us. He made you more important than himself, so much so that he laid down his life. Because he knows something. He knows that the sin in our life doesn't just affect us. He understands that we see things in Scripture. We know that Romans 5 verse 12 says this, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sinned. 
You're somebody's like, man, I'm not a bad person. I try to provide for my family. I try to do good stuff. And I'm trying, man, even to love my spouse. Like you're saying, Pastor, I'm trying to do all that stuff. That's awesome. And you should do all those things. And I believe, man, when God gets in your heart and the Spirit of God enters into you, He's going to convict you if you don't do those things. I think He's going to make it hard for you to sleep at night if you're not doing those things. But it's not just because you've done those things. You've got to understand that there's a sin issue. And sin does this. Sin doesn't just affect just you. So this means something. And this is something we important that we understand. I'm, I, I love this. We also understand this. That means that other people's sins don't just affect them. Sometimes they affect you. It works both ways. And I've seen people wounded and and I've seen people hurt and broken because of the sin of someone else. And so we must understand the seriousness of this. And and as we look at it today, and I'm thankful for fathers and daddies that love God and trying to love their family the way that Christ loves us. And so I'm thankful for that. But we also understand, daddies, and we talk about this, the seriousness of this. You've got to understand that there are sins that sometimes will get passed on from the father to the sons. So you've got to be very careful of issues in our life because this does not just affect you. The whole blowing trumpet thing was a lot more fun. I'm sorry. You know, but this is, this is the next in the Bible, so we got to read it all, guys. Got to read it all. Number two thing. Sin makes you weak. Sin makes you weak. I, um... Let's just look at the story. Joshua chapter 7, we, we pick up, continue on in verse 2. Look at what happens. You, you see that mighty, that mighty children of Israel who just gets out, marching around walls, blowing trumpets, and shouting. <laughs> Cities crumbles. A, a walls that could not be, be gotten into. It, the city was shut up tight, the scripture says, that no one could go out, no one could come in. This was a massive army who was fighting and destroying and doing great things. Man, God was using them because of the covenant they were in. But this is what happens. It says in verse 2, Now Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside Beth-Avon on the east side of Bethel. And spoke to them, saying, Go up and spy out the country. So the men went up and spied out Ai, and they returned to Joshua and said to him, Do not let all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men go up and attack Ai. Do not weary all the people there, for the people of Ai are few. He's like, yeah, I know you brought out the big guns and we brought out the big trumpets and we went seven times around and, and, and man, we, it took, took his army, but man, we're not going to need that for this. Matter of fact, just don't, rest of you guys to sleep in, it's no big deal because AI is not going to be a big, big, big struggle. We're going to go in there and wipe them suckers out. You see what we just did at Jericho? Do not weary all the people there, for the people they are few. So about 3,000 men went up there from the people, but they fled before the men of Ai. And the men of Ai struck down about 36 men, for they chased them from before the gate as far as Sherebim and struck them down on the descent. Therefore, the hearts of the people melted and became like 
what sin does. It, 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 it weakens you when they're, they're trusting in God and they're just like, man, man your, your word's true. We can, I know it don't make sense for me to get out and march around a wall, but I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do what you said. I know it don't make sense for us to not get our swords out and sharpen them up and get real deal and get ready to throw nuts. It don't make sense to blow trumpets, but you said to do it. All the stuff he asks us to do in Scripture, it don't always make sense. So just go ahead and get, get understanding of that. But he asks us to do certain things. And then when you do this, when you open yourself up to the enemy, when you allow stuff to come in, watch what this does. This massive army who was wiping out entire cities, that it, didn't go, it was only going to take 3,000 this time, guys. Matter of fact, it may not take all of them, but that's who we're going to take. The rest of you guys sleep in. Oh, okay. Leave running with her tail tucked between her legs and lose 36 men because sin entered camp. You know what happens today still in our, our world that we're in today? Sin weakens the testimony today of the body of Christ. It destroys it. Now, again, I'm not, I'm not getting up here again. If, you, if, you, if you're only here today and this is the first time you came across Father's Day, like, man, what kind of church is this? Is a church preached the Bible. We preached the first part last week. We preached the Bible again this week. We're going to preach the Bible again next week. But this is here. We need to see what this does. This week is the testimony because today people are looking at us. And we are, according to what God's Word tells us in 2 Corinthians, we are His ambassadors. We're his representatives. We're the one today who represents him. No, that's a heavy load, but that's the Bible. And so we see here that they look at us. And what do they see when they look at you? Do they see Jesus? Do they see a person who is sold out to God? Or who just sees that, man, I can take things lightly and it's really no big deal. Sin's a big deal according to the Bible. Happy Father's Day, by the way. Sin makes you weak. And it, again, I'm not talking about us just being perfect. There's one. That's what we have to be in Him. And I can't wait to point four. It's going to be fun. A lot more fun than these first few. But please see what happens. And this is what's tough sometimes. Even during moments of worship and praise, because there's been areas of sin allowed in your life that's weakened your worship. That's weakened your praise. And you're saying, well, I can't really go in and do that. And I can't lift my hands because of the sin that's going on in my life. And there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. I'm thankful for that. And we understand that. But what we must understand is when we allow that certain things to come into our life, it weakens you and it ends up weakening the whole body. It weakens the whole service of what God can do. I'm pr- I, I told you my prayer last week that every person here is laying hands on the sick, watching them recover. That every person here, not just in the room today, in this service, but outside the doors, you're sharing Jesus. But you know what happens when you open up yourself to certain areas in your life? Satan says, you ain't worthy to do that. Go ahead and let you know you're not. He makes us worthy. 
He does that. It's in Christ alone. It is Him alone. But watch what sin will do. It will weaken you. It will hurt you. It will destroy you. Be careful. Don't open the door. And number three is what we have to see here. Sin is not secret. It's not secret. It, it, one of the biggest lies Satan tells people that they believe, that they trust, is it's like, hey, hey, nobody will know. Nobody will know. It's no big deal. It's no big deal. Nobody will know. Here's again how it works. He knows. You know. So regardless if nobody else finds out, but what we see is Scripture, Numbers, 20, Numbers 32, 23, when the tribes were settling and Moses is speaking to this, he tells them about this years earlier. He tells them, but if you do not do so, then take note you have sinned against the Lord and be sure your sin will find you out. I know that's, that's ugly, but that's, that's, that's what he's telling him. He said, be careful, it's going to find you out. And Achim was maybe back there in the back somewhere, or maybe he was somewhere just down the line. It's no big deal. Because what, because, nah. Listen, what you do in private matters. What you do in private matters. And I'm on the longing to the day to where our private looks like our public. And our public in here, man, we're worshiping God. We're spending time in the Word. We're living for Him. We're spending time in His presence. I want private to look like that. And again, I know you just can't have church all the time every day. But listen, when you start seeing that, hey, you are the church and God can work through you and you have a relationship ongoing with Him, it's awesome. But when you open things up, be careful. And then we have, C.S. Lewis said, he said, we have a strange illusion that mere time cancels sin. But mere time does nothing either to the fact or to the guilt of a sin. Listen, you know what happens if we do it? We're saying, well, it's no big deal. I don't have to do anything. It's time will take care of time. He was all wounds, man. It's all good. It's everything's okay. Listen, you know what happens is that thing will somehow begin to creep up. You find a scripture that takes roots. It brings forth other sin, other issues in your life because of certain things. So again, be careful. And listen, what you do in private matters. It makes us weak. And it's not secret. And according to this story today, we see it from the Bible as a whole. The fourth and final thing this morning is this. Sin brings death. Sin brings death. Uh, Joshua chapter 7, verse 24, 25. Is, this is, again, the story of what's going on here. Uh, they find out Achan, he, he comes, he, he, they, they, the Holy Spirit, God speaks, and they understand the man, there's sin, enters into the camp. There's someone who's done sin, who's allowed this to come in. Again, it's not just a fate that just Achan, it's a fate of the whole body. It's a fate of the entire group of people that were there. And so he goes to Achan, he confronts him. Achan's like, yeah, man, I've done this. This is what happened. This is what I've done. He like, okay, good. They're going to say, man, okay, everything's cool. 
Not according to this story. It says, verse 24, it says, Then Joshua and all of Israel went with him, took Achan, the son of Zerah, the silver, the garment, the wedge of gold, his sons, his daughters, his oxen, his donkeys, his sheep, his tent, and all that he had. And they brought them to the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, Why have you troubled us? The Lord will trouble you this day. So all Israel stoned him with stones, and they burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. And if you're like me, you're saying, man, that doesn't seem fair. It's not right. Thankful we're underneath the New Testament, that don't have to happen. I'm thankful now, man, we're not underneath the Old Testament anymore. Now we're underneath the New Testament, God. That now that, that nobody has to die for sins anymore because it's the New Testament. It's a story in Acts that ain't real pretty. Um, New Testament about sin and death. But I, I, I love more than anything else the big picture in the story is this. Sin brings death. The good news is this. There's someone who died in our place. Martin Luther said, either sin is with you, lying on your shoulders, or it is lying on Christ, the Lamb of God. Now, if it is lying on your back, you're lost. But if it is resting on Christ, you are free. And you will be saved. Now choose what you want. So sin still brings death. But we have a choice. We have truth in scripture that has given us a freedom and a way out. And I know some of y'all are sitting here again, and uh, some of y'all are like, man, I don't, you know, I'm really not in the whole same thing. I'm pretty good, dude. Everything's okay. But listen, this Galatians 5, 19, it's very important that this, this passage gets understood. And I, I love Galatians 5, man. And in, in verse 22, we talk about, man, the fruit of the Spirit is joy, love, peace. God. I, and I love that. But right before that, in 19 through 21, it says, Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelries, and the like of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. We hear that stuff, man. First thing, you know, kind of want to start looking at the list. You're like, man, I'm not that murder person. I'm not that person who's doing out doing this. I'm not those things. I'm not. Man, I just Jesus starts saying, man, you start you're looking at someone, opposite sex, you're lusting in your heart. Okay, you have something in your heart, hatred towards from someone, hurt towards them, murdered them. Jesus, 
red letters. And it's tough, but it's true. And we see what's going on in the story. So we're like, no, that's not, I'm not that bad. And I'm not doing all that stuff. And then you start seeing, he starts saying some stuff like, and the like. He just, he, I think we just see in Scripture, he's just letting us know that everybody has done this. And according to what Scripture shows us, Romans 6, 23 says, For the wages of sin is death. That's what, again, sin brings death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's still someone has to die for sin. But Jesus paid the bill for the believer. He paid the price for those who have put their hope and their trust in him. We read Romans 5 earlier about what happens. And when we read that in Romans 5 where he said that, that sin to enter by one man, everyone's entered to the place of sin. Nobody is exempt from this. And that he lets us know that there is another way. Romans eight, he said, or Romans 5 verse 18, he goes on to say, he says that therefore as though one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation, even so through one man man's righteous act, the free gift to all men resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. Verse 20, moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace abounded much more, so that as, as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Again, as it was said, we choose John Calvin said the sufferings of Christ are the means of forgiveness of a sin of sin and eternal glory. The sufferings of Christ are the means of forgiveness of sin and eternal glory. The worship team comes around. I just want you, if you would, to stand, please. And right there where you're standing, I love this story. What? How do you like the story? It made the cut, the greatest stories ever told. It's in the Bible, and it's in the Bible because for us today, God has made a way for each person today if we have surrendered and accepted and put our trust in this message today, what Jesus did for us. And as you stand, I want you just to bow your heads and close your eyes. Thank you, Father. God, I just ask you right now to speak to hearts today. You wouldn't let me skip this, Father. You wouldn't let me move on to something else in the Scriptures, God. Lord, you stopped me and you asked me, Lord, I believe God commissioned me to preach this story. And God, I thank you today, Father, Lord, that every person in this room has the opportunity today to step into an inheritance, a promise, a life. And that's not death. They have a life today. They have an opportunity today to accept you, put their hope in you. And God, I thank you today for being a good father who loves his children and provided a way out. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for paying our debt. And God, we put, I want to put our faith today and our hope and trust in you alone. In you alone. 
Thank you, Jesus.